Mike, welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. I'm sorry I disappeared for a few months. It uh, was something about a bike and a trench and a ditch, and it didn't work out for me. So uh, mark down another thing I need, to, I need to cancel out in life. That is riding bicycles. Well, maybe you shouldn't do that going forward. Yeah, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about uh, canceling that uh, from my future. Maybe a Peloton, maybe an indoor, an indoor bike. But uh, Mike, uh, you were you were quick to uh, check on me and uh, looking after me a little bit during that. So uh, just know how much I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're back at it, and I'm glad you seem to be doing really well. Well, Mike, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I, I sound like myself, which some people would say is not a great thing. <laughs> well, oh well. <laughs> I'm back Can't to control my what other people think. That's right. That's right. But uh, it's uh, it's good to have you. And uh, congratulations, boy! Came right out of the shoot. A uh, 36 hole get together there at Rice. The Rice hosted this thing, and um, and, and and there were some there were some good schools involved, and and uh, there in Houston. And I don't I don't know. I'm trying to think back if I've played that course where y'all played over there, Mike. But uh, had to be pleased. At this juncture, sitting here at a time when we've had some cold days and 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 maybe y'all looked out and had a, de- a couple of decent days to play, but uh, to to have two players uh, tie for first place and then kind of have your guys all over the leaderboard, that I, I would say that has to be a pretty good feeling. Was very happy with it. A great way to start the spring. You know, a lot of uh, this was a tournament we added, and Rice added it because they had an extra day of competition available. And I jumped on the opportunity. For one, it it um, increased by three weeks our ability to get the season started. So we started three weeks earlier, which is great. I that's that's always a, a little bit of a limbo when you get back to school about January 10th, and then you really don't compete until February 15th or 20th. That's that's a long time to go for us. So I'm I was especially if you had a tough winter, you'd rather be competing someplace than just hitting balls in the cold weather. So I was really pleased with it. Great start and just a really good way to start your spring. Yeah, and uh, and for folks that uh, did not pick up on it, the uh, uh, Colin Cober and Johnny Kiefer, which uh, uh, tied for uh, uh, matching scores of five under par to win that. Uh, wait, at this time of the year, Mike, when you go out there and you watch your guys compete, what are you looking for? Obviously, you want them peaking at the right time, and and uh, and you and competition is great. Uh, y'all will face even stiffer competition moving forward. But what kind of feedback are you are you trying to to get from your guys uh, when you when you start thinking about kind of this early in a season? Well, you're trying to figure out, and I don't think you want to make. You know, having rust be an excuse. I don't think you want to make that. But you're trying to figure out where are they, where do they stand, how how was the winter. Fortunately, all of our guys played some form of competition on their own over the break. So uh, as few as one tournament and as many as three tournaments, a couple of guys played three. So, so they did play and they did compete over the break. So I, I knew it wouldn't be too far off. And then we played a qualifying tournament here in Waco to go to this tournament. We had one spot available, and I picked the rest of the team. So I, you still don't know how it's going to be once you get out in competition. So that's what you're looking for is just to see where you are, to see if anybody did some significant work over the winter that's yielding fruit. 
And if they did, that's great. It's good news. And yeah, to finish one, one, and three uh, is tied for one, tied for one in third place. That's a pretty good start. And and I was really especially pleased with the afternoon round. Yeah, we've talked about talking to Mike McGraw, Baylor men's coach. That uh, there's there's some things that we uh, you know you 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 have a huge expectations, and you should. For a guy like Johnny Kiefer, who has uh, incredible ability, I'm I'm excited to see the young Trey Bosco play. I, I mean, I think he obviously has a huge ceiling. Um, and and then you got some great uh, you got some great leadership. You really do with a fifth year in in Cobra, uh, Grider, fourth year guy. What was it like to have a another Dossie enter the fray? Well, it's great because, you know, Luke's had some injuries, and he, his freshman year was really taken up with injuries. So the fact that he's competing again for us is exciting. And, you know, his brother Cooper, we didn't play Cooper this week. Uh, you know, returning first-team All-America, we're just giving Cooper a little more rest, trying to make sure that when he does return, he's, he's back, ready to go. And so he didn't play, but it was nice seeing Luke in the lineup, or in the tournament. He got to play as an individual, and... Uh, yeah, you mentioned Trey Bosco, freshman. He got a top ten finish. Uh, Trey's making a lot of progress. So we have a lot of guys that, you know, are are. It's that's the good thing about a one day thirty six hole shootout early in, in January is that we get to kind of see where we are. Talking to Mike McGraw, Bears go out and uh, do a really nice job in this tournament and uh, win it. And this this could Mike has got a a really extremely talented group and everything just needs to come together. And, and that's, uh, I kind of like that. I feel like you're just kind of, you're, you're ice, you know, letting Cooper kind of sit there and, and uh, you don't want to show too much. And then you, boy, you hit him with a hammer because obviously he is one of the, um, he's one of your most talented golfers. So that's, that's going to be a lot of fun when you, uh, when you get him going again, I, I got to ask you on a different topic. Um, did you, Take the time to watch the uh, the Tiger documentary on HBO. You know, I only saw brief excerpts of it. I'm going to sit down and watch the whole thing through here before long. Uh, I heard a, it surprised a lot of people. But what, what were your uh, your? Uh, I you know I it was I love the old footage and and some of that was uh, really fun to watch. I I don't like documentaries where they talk to people that you can tell that Tiger hasn't. Uh, been around for like twenty years, and then they—I feel like they give them sometimes, coach, like uh, uh, almost too much standing in his life. You know, it's all—it's almost kind of like a chance for some of these people to uh, show how close they were. And you can tell the the one golf coach that was at the uh, the uh, uh, military course where he used to play with Earl. Now that guy was close to the family at one point. It always. It, it just sometimes is unnerving to me to watch these people sort of uh, act like maybe they had a bigger a bigger part in his life than they did. And, and, of course, when it got to all the scandal that happened, I mean, that's unseemly when you start seeing all these people and what he was going through. And I, and I guess, Mike, uh, that part of me, I uh, it, it hurt me to think about, like, his kids seeing that. I, and, again, he did it. It was, it was him. You know, he went out and had that kind of behavior, so I get that, and he's a public figure. But uh, I, I guess when I was watching that, Mike, that part of it, I, I would almost encourage you to fast forward a little bit because it just takes you through this incredibly seedy time. But it also shows you how lost he was. You know, he was trying to run with the big dogs, 
and I thought of it. You know, Barkley and Jordan were single at the time. There they are, and you got Tiger running with him in Vegas. It did make me think, did Mike Holder back in the day uh, when Tiger would have been getting out of high school, did, did he try to recruit him at Oklahoma State? I know that was right before you went to Oklahoma State when Tiger was being recruited out of high school. Uh, did, did you remember, did Mike, uh, or, or was it almost assumed that Tiger was going to go to Stanford? Yeah, Mike recruited him from a very young age. He had heard rumors of this young boy from Cypress, California, and the National Insurance Youth Classic was being played in Texarkana, Texas, um, and at Texarkana Country Club. And so Mike went over there to watch 13-year-old Tiger Woods play against the 17- and 18-year-olds. And he said the moment he saw him, he couldn't stop watching him. And so he just followed Tiger the whole tournament. And one night they were at the dinner table, Mike Holder and several other coaches having dinner. And I think there was somebody that brought up a point, like who's going to win this week? And there were great players there like Justin Leonard and David Duvall. And there was a lot of really good players that ended up playing the PGA Tour. And Mike, he, everybody got their own pick. And Mike picked Tiger Woods, and they laughed him to scorn almost. It was like, are you kidding? A 13-year-old, he can't play with these guys. I think, I think Tiger finished runner-up that week. Uh, but Mike told me, and he told me early on, he told me before Tiger turned pro, he said, that's the greatest player of all times. It's the best player I've ever seen. And he saw Nicholas as a young player. He saw Nicholas in his prime. And he knew at the time that was the best player he'd ever seen. Well, he was right. It, Tiger is truly the greatest player who's ever hit a golf ball. And I'm a huge, huge Ben Hogan and, and Jack Nicholas fan. And I can say that without reservation. Tiger's skills uh, far exceeded both of those other two players. Now, those players were amazing in their own way. But I, I think Tiger at his best was much better than those two. So. What do you do, uh, Mike, when you – part of the, what comes out in this documentary is Earl and just the uh, – he did not have a normal childhood. You have encountered uh, – and I've done it covering golf, covering some junior golf events, parents that are incredibly overbearing, and we call them helicopter parents. I mean, I, you've been in the business long enough to have run into quite a few of these folks. How do you, how do, you do that when you're recruiting or, or evaluating whether you want to take a – a player you may like the kid a lot. You may think he's got great character, and you may think he's an unbelievable talent. But then you have a parent that you know you're going to have to manage as well. How do you how do you kind of cut through all that? Well, sometimes I discover that pretty early in the process when the parent is the one reaching out to me about recruiting. Now, the rules have changed a little bit where we can't even accept a phone call or have unofficial visits with young players. So they're not getting on campus, and we're not taking calls from them nearly as early. But in the days when you could, if it was the parent always calling and the parent always making the introduction and the parent always I, – I, at some point I would say, listen, that's great. I enjoyed getting to hear from you. But if, if it's all the same to you, I really would wish little Johnny, you know, whoever the name of the boy is, would reach out to me, and he and I can develop a relationship. Because ultimately, uh, when that player is on your campus for four years, it, it's – I'm not going to call home to the parent every time Johnny's late. Uh, I do hate to use Johnny because I have a boy named Johnny on the team. I'll say Fred. <laughs> uh, so when Fred is late for a team meeting or, or doesn't show up on time for qualifying or, you know, uh, just does something that's not perfect, I'm not calling home. This is a 
man-to-man thing, a coach trying to help a kid grow up, a player trying to find his way. I don't, I, I just think the parent ought to trust us on that, that we're going to try to do the right thing. Now, if it's something serious of a health nature or, I mean, something major, you know, yes, I'll call home. But other than that, I tell the parents early on, listen, this relationship will, will basically be between me and your son, and then we'll figure that out. And if there's something very serious, or if you want to call and say, Coach, I think, you know, if you if you want to have an opinion, that's great, and you can help us coach your son, but but we're not going to talk about playing time. Uh, we're not going to. We're just not going to do that. It's like this needs to be between me and him. So, how do I handle those? I try to be honest and upfront with him from the start that it the relationship needs to be between me and the and the student athlete, so that we can figure out how to navigate this together. You know, the not one even, talking to my. Yeah, talking to Mike McGraw, the Baylor golf coach, and uh, the one that really comes to my mind, uh, and I don't even know, I, I can't remember getting to know the dad that well. I just remember covering that tournament and knowing how quickly they were pushing this kid at the IMG Academy. Remember that kid, Ty Tryon? Yeah, you remember, very you know well. When I was an assistant coach for Mike Holder, Ty took an unofficial visit at age 13 to Stillwater. And, I, you know, there was no question – that we had a chance to get him one day, and uh, Ty, yeah, his daddy was a pretty overbearing dad. I don't think Ty focused very hard on school, so through junior high and high school, kind of academics took a way back seat on that. He was going to be a pro golfer, and he shot 66 the final round of the PGA Tour school and earned his PGA Tour card, and the PGA Tour wouldn't even let him play. That was in November. Wouldn't let him play until May when he turned 18, so he... I mean, he had to be of a certain age to, to actually play the tour, and I don't think he was mature enough. I think college and discipline and all that would have been great for him to have been on a team for a few years, uh, even if he didn't graduate. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say college, everybody must go to college, because not everybody's a college candidate. I don't think he really was, but I think he would have grown up in college a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I remember Ty Tron very well. Yeah, I, I'm, that's that is so fascinating. I I, I wondered if you had uh, crossed paths with him, and and uh, that you know I know rules have changed, but that is amazing. That uh, much like tennis, you can you can see the development like Tiger at thirteen, Ty trying other guys maybe, um, and and like Justin Leonard was probably a great, uh, unbelievable golfer at the age of ten or eleven because he was out playing with Randy at Royal Oaks, and you know yep. some of those kids you can tell early early on even if they're little guys like justin and then of course there's those late bloomers um who uh who come along and and uh you know aren't like that so you got to kind of you got to judge it all well mike always uh, i always enjoy it and uh it's uh, great to great to catch up with you tell folks uh when the next uh when the next event is when we can we look forward to uh, seeing you guys out there again we are playing February 14, 15, and 16 at the Golf Club of Houston up in North Houston, Humble, out near the airport. And basically then our next three tournaments after that are also in Texas. We play in San Antonio the last couple days of February, the first day of March, or right in there, first of March. Then we play at the University of Texas Golf Club March 15, 16. We play at the Aggie Invitational and College Station April 9th through the 11th. So we're literally playing a Texas schedule uh, through – the, almost the middle of April, so that's I, I'm actually liking that a lot. A lot of our parents will get to get out and see our our players, you know, because we have a lot of Texas kids on the team. 
Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun, and those are uh, all fun courses, and those will be uh, great tournaments to uh, to get out and see across the state. Mike, really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks so much for having me on, Matt.